I followed so many artists and illustrators online just because, you know, it's my, it's my field of work. I think I have an, 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 uh, an obligation to be kind of aware what the industry trends are and what's happening, what people are talking about. And I think that's great. But then I realized a few weeks ago that it wasn't really making me happy. And I was kind of missing the point with following all these people. Um, because it was kind of like this thing that I thought I had to do and I realized it didn't make me happy and it really made me doubt myself because the, um, the stupid thing about seeing other people's social media and admiring it and then comparing it to yourself and realizing that you're not there yet, it's, it's like you're, you know, the, I think it's this quote like, don't compare your situation to someone else's highlight reel I don't know who that quote is by but that's really how I felt and also I was comparing myself to these people that are maybe having an illustration career of maybe 10 plus years and you know I am almost 25 so it's not really a realistic comparison your lifelong passions, dreams, and aspirations, your joys and creative spurs, your femininity, your success, all in one place. This is Girl Skill with your host, Anna Rova. Hello, hello, and welcome to Girl Skill Podcast, where we're having insightful conversations with key cast women about their life story, their version of success, and their femininity, so we can all learn from the lessons they learn along the way and apply it into our own lives, too. And before we move on to yet another amazing episode of the Girl Skill Podcast, I wanted to officially announce and introduce you to the Girl Skill Power Tools Career and Business Edition PDF that is now available for free to download at girlskill.com slash business, girlskill.com slash business. As you by now know, I've interviewed more than 50 women on female success. And in every single episode, I've asked them by the end of the episode to tell us all their recommended top tools and resources that help him stay productive, happy, and fulfilled. And as you know, if you've been a listener, and if not, you will see in this episode that, um, you know, I asked them, what are some of the top apps that they're using, some of the books that they highly recommend, and then also people and they follow and podcasts they listen to. And so what I've done, I've really went into every single episode, selected some of the best tools and resources from all these women, and basically um, categorized them in different areas of life. So this specific edition is for career and business. And I know that for many, many of you, you'd love to have some kind of handy tool of all the two amazing tools and resources. And so this is what you get in this edition. And you can get them at girlskill.com slash business. It includes the top 40 apps, podcasts, books, and people to follow to for the modern woman who wants to take her own version of success in career or business to the next level. So again, go to girlskill.com slash business and download it for free. It's freaking awesome. I've worked with a designer. Oh my God, it's taking me so long, but I've worked with a designer and also someone on my team to put it all together. It's beautiful. You will love it. Go to girlskill.com slash business to download it now. So welcome to another Girl Skill episode with uh, where I'm interviewing another amazing woman. And this amazing woman is coming all the way from Netherlands and she's a creative strategist and an illustrator. But before I tell you about this episode, which is amazing as usual, um, let me share a review of the Girl Skill podcast, which is something I haven't done before. And this is basically to encourage you to leave reviews if you're listening to the podcast, which I know you do. And it's I know it's a pain in the ass. It's like, oh my God, I got to go find it and leave a review, blah, blah. But I would love 
love um, if you could do me a favor and just do that real quick if you haven't done it before, because it really helps me gain, you know, spread the message of girl skill, gain more listeners and help others discover girl skill, because this is like the whole point. Um, so uh, a review from Lacey, which I know personally. She says, insightful, inspired, and feminine. Five-star review. And she says, Anna's insightful approach to interviewing her guests elicits stories that are inspiring, authentic, and motivating. Add in the secret sauce of her own feminine wisdom and intuition, cultivated through her travels and unique lifestyle. And you've got one of the best podcasts I've listened to in a long time. If you're ready to challenge the status quo, embrace your most authentic self and step into your deepest strength as a woman, tune in now. This is like the best review ever. Thank you, Lacey, so much. And so, you know, if you're listening to the podcast, you're loving the interviews, please leave a five-star, well, I hope five-star, and, and a review because, and I'll read it on the podcast and I'll give you a public shout out and a thank you. Uh, Lacey, thank you so much. So again, how you can leave a review, go to your podcasting app or iTunes, find, you know, Girl Skill. And if you scroll down, you'll see a ratings and review. It's really easy. You just write it down and you submit. Thank you so much. All right. So let's get into this episode. Um, we are talking to Annalena all the way from Netherlands. Uh, she's definitely pushing the boundaries of the stereotypical starving artists. Um, and basically, she has her own business called Annalena Illustrations. And she's an illustrator, an author, a creative strategist who works to help creatives have a better work ethic and bring home a paycheck with their art. Basically, the days of the starving artists are gone, my friends. Anna started out studying interaction design at a male-dominated technical university where she abandoned her heels and pink skirts in order to be taken seriously. She started doing illustrations as a side hustle, but now she has built a business and a captivating Instagram feed, which I highly recommend you check out, with her playful and feminine style. At just 24 years old, uh, this Netherlands-based artist is taking the world by storm. She creates brand illustrations for publications and companies, provides creative strategy sessions, sells merchandise with her playful illustrations on them, and she has written down all of her strategic wisdom in her new book, Creative Work Drive Hacks. All of this in like, she's just 24. That's crazy. Uh, in this episode, Annalena gives us also some strategies from her book, such as tricks for dealing with stressors and events that makes us feel uninspired and uncreative. But the most important thing about this episode is actually the conversation about her self-doubt and, you know, dealing with the imposter syndrome and the, I call it the Instagram comparison monster. And I found it incredible because she has such a beautiful Instagram account. She's really putting a lot of work into it. Highly creative, highly positive girl. And she really deals with the self-doubt just like any of us. And I thought it was amazing how I would deal with the same thing look at, uh, looking at her account and she deals with the same thing looking at other accounts that are bigger than hers and quote unquote more beautiful. And so we talk about this and she also shares some amazing strategies of how she's overcoming this daily and what realizations she has. So make sure you listen to that conversation because it's, it's great. I took some valuable lessons from it for sure. So join us for a real conversation about creativity, money, junk food and motorcycle obsessions. Anna will share her journey from sight hustler to girl boss, where she also recommends three apps to help you maintain order in your crazy life, four people to follow to reignite your creative soul, and three books to read for creatives looking to grow their businesses. All right, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I'll see you at the end. Girl Skill, female success redefined. 
All right. So today on Girl Skill Podcast, we have Annalena van Eersel. I hope I pronounced van Eersel right. Cause it's yeah, awesome. totally. Okay, it sounds some uh, some queen Dutch queen name that I can't even pronounce. But um, anyway, she's coming to us all the way from Netherlands, and uh, I've just been telling Anna, and we, we kind of met. I don't even remember how we met, but we met a long time ago when I was just launching podcast, uh, the the Girl Skill podcast, and it was still an idea. And I think I messaged you, Anna, um, about your illustrations because I still have this idea of having uh, the you know proprietary or unique illustration for Girl Skill. You know, like the girl and the wolves and all that. I still uh-huh. haven't gotten to that yet because I really need to no. focus on priorities, <laughs> but. But I will. You've been so busy building your empire. You're like, oh, illustrations will come. You know, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm not sure if I'm building an empire, but I'm definitely building a place where, you know, a woman can connect and I'm building a business. So that's important. Yeah. But anyways, uh, yeah. So I've been fascinated by your illustrations mainly. um, And then, you know, you've applied to be a guest. And so here we are. So today we're going to talk about, you know, creativity and your journey and illustrations and branding and junk food and like uh, pumpkin and all that stuff. (laughs) But before we get there, Anna, let me ask you a couple of questions. Um, So what is your superpower? Oh, I guess my superpower is um, both combining this really chaotic process of creativity with a very strategic edge. Um, when I look at my personal life, I, I kind of also apply this because I'm like always the friend who does crazy dances and comes up with all the puns and does all the stupid shit. But I also really like organizing uh, meetups or just getting together. And also in my business, I have the same approach. So if I have to name one superpower, I think it's that unique combination of flavors. Ah, okay. That's a cool superpower to have. Uh, okay, tell me, what is the best gift that you've ever received? Ever received? Hmm. Well, I think it, it's not a traditional gift, but it was gifted to me. It's my parents paid for my college, and that's really like, thank you, no debt. You know, it's like, it's, it's crazy that they were able to afford that, but I think it really also transformed translated to my own future goal being able to pay for my kids tuition mm-hmm. um so that is definitely for me as like a, a creative and as a professional the best gift that i've received it's not a, it's not a, not so romantic you know i did receive like a nice gemstone for my boyfriend this valentine that's also awesome but yeah college tuition versus gemstone i know which one i'd pick any day <laughs> Yeah, for sure. And what is the best gift that you've ever given? Okay, I've been thinking about it really long and hard. And um, honestly, I think uh, once I made this uh, photo album for a friend, and I really spent a long time uh, just curating it and making these little drawings inside of it. So I think that's probably the best gift I've given because it's the most personal gift. Oh, yeah. I think that any gift that you give where you illustrate yourself because you're an illustrator and an artist would be a very special gift for anyone, you know? Yeah, maybe. But on the other hand, it's like, it's kind of my, it's my craft and everyone knows it about about me. So it's for me, sometimes when I do do it, um, people will maybe ask me for it, but it still feels like I'm giving the equivalent of like a coupon for your mom for free hugs or something, you know, because it's so basic. <laughs> but yeah, but right. I think 
my mom would be cool with a coupon or an illustration. I think it would be fun. <laughs> cool. Who is one person dead or alive that you love to have dinner with? I think who I would really like to have dinner with is um, the singer uh, Florence from Florence and the, and the Machine. Yeah. Because she just seems like a super chill girl, but also like with her head in the clouds a little because of all the, 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 the magical music that she writes. I feel like it will be a super inspiring evening. Oh, I love it. Yeah, Florence and the Machine, they, you know, they have some of the best music I've been listening to. Awesome. Um, all right. So tell me, uh, if you were a comedian, what would you make fun of and why? Oh, of myself all day. I kind of do this now already, so I don't really see why I should be a comedian to do it. But I think yeah, I, I always really admire it when people have the ability to laugh about themselves because it's just such a powerful, way of reflecting on your own maybe flaws or strength and to be able to deal with that with humor adds like this extra delicious layer so I think that would be my main topic but I think pretty much every comic does that so I don't know if it's that special that's probably why I'm an illustrator and not a comic though <laughs> Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I also love people who don't take themselves too seriously. Oh, um, yeah. And I try to do it myself as well. Awesome. Uh, what is your astrological sign and how are you using it every day? I am a Virgo. Uh, I really don't think about my astrological sign that much. Um, but I do like to read the, the horoscopes and stuff just because I want to see if I'm meeting any interesting people because it always says you're meeting a very special person this week. And then the whole week I'm like, where is special, special person at? But maybe it's my boyfriend. You don't know. It can be anyone. And, um, but what I do do is read like the, the tarot, uh, cards. I have an app for that, but that's not astrologic related. I guess. Well, it's kind of spiritual related, I guess. So you yeah, can throw that. it in there. Yeah, it's it's on the same pile of like hocus pocus stuff. You know, it's good. Yeah, cool. All right, last question of the segment is: on a scale of one to ten, how happy and excited are you about life right now, and why? I would say it's pretty high at this moment. It's an eight. Uh, definitely, the past few weeks I've been bouncing up and down. If you would have asked me last week, it would probably be lower. Um, but right now I've just come overcome like this hurdle of um, experiencing self-doubt as an artist. And um, this is always what happens to me, like for, for maybe a year or something, I'm doing like awesome. And then for a month, I'm doing a little more rough. And it's not that I struggle with depression or anything, but I have this loss of identity or something. So right now I have... Uh, recovered in that sense and now I feel like I'm on top of the world again and I just bought new Nike sneakers so that also helps <laughs> that always <laughs> helps yeah show oh yes because <laughs> all the sneakers yes I oh, love it I uh, will talk about self-doubt as an artist and as a creative because I find like that's such a huge subject not only for you as a creative but for everyone uh, you know who's yeah. creating anything and I've definitely gone through it myself and you know still going up and down so really really curious now is the time for you to introduce yourself and tell us who you are. Okay, cool. Uh, so my name is Anlena and uh, I'm an illustrator and um, I also work as a creative uh, strategist for my uh, illustration and design business called Annalena Illustrations. Not a super creative name, but I'm going to stick with it. Um, 
So my mission is to help creative boost their inspiration and creativity. And uh, as an illustrator, I, of course, create uh, all kinds of visuals and art. And my, my, my mission that I always keep in mind with that is I want people to feel like they want to kiss like their phone or kiss their, their, their piece of paper that they have when they buy a print or something. They're like, I want to kiss this. It's so pretty. That's, that's a little bit my mission. Um, and, um, as I just said, I also work, uh, in my business as a creative strategist. So my aim is to help people develop their creativity and learn about creativity. So I share all kinds of free tips on my Instagram and also on my YouTube channel, which I'm building, uh, at this moment. Uh, and recently I've written a book called Creative Work Drive X. Uh, that people can use to develop uh, all kinds of creative practices in their own individual situation. So in a nutshell, that's what I do. <laughs> Love that. Well, I definitely, Anna, want to kiss your Instagram like a hundred yeah. times because it just sucked me and I was just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And you can find Anna as we speak at Anna Lena Illustrations on Instagram. And it's just, oh my God, I think you've been featured as, you know, uh, one of the people to get inspiration from, from Instagram. And uh, it's, ah, it's incredible. Well, obviously, you're a creative, you're a designer, you're an illustrator, and the way you combine all your posts and plan them and so I want to talk to you about Instagram, actually, and I'd be very curious about how you design your strategy and how you write, because I find it very hard to come up with these things. And, and But obviously, we're on different, completely different levels with you. Oh, so I wouldn't I, say that. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe you'll share with us some tips um, later on. But um, it's, it's incredible what you're doing on Instagram and posting your illustrations and, you know, quotes and motivation. And it's all like intertwined and, and photos of you. And it's, it's literally like a magazine, uh, very well designed, very well thought. So I'm just in love, in love with it. Um, Thank you so much. But before that, Anna, tell me, I have two questions that I ask all women on the show, which I know you know. And and the first one is, uh, do you consider yourself successful and why? Um, yeah, the, the, the funny thing about this question is that it's also like, how happy are you? It's such a time-sensitive <laughs> question, but I kind of like that about it. Um, and I would definitely, definitely say at this moment in time, I absolutely feel uh, successful. I think I've, I've become because I just talked about the self-doubt few weeks thingy. And I, I definitely realized recently that over the past few years, especially when I was wrapping up my studies and starting in entrepreneurship, I've grown so, so, so much. And not just professionally, but especially as a person. I think the things that always made me a little bit insecure or doubting myself really most of the time just go away when I'm focusing on what I love to do and doing my thing and creating work that other people find inspiring um, because I find it inspiring. And that's, that's really kind of my, my secret, I guess, is that I feel like if you make work that makes you want to jump out of the bed every morning, other people will feel that energy and be attracted to it. And so if I have to, describe my success at this point in time i think mainly because of how i've really find found this personal approach to success and my personal definition of success because there i think there's a lot of vanity in success when you imagine what success looks like but you have to kind of figure out what does success mean to me 
And I feel like right now I really have that figured out and that I'm actually really working more and more towards that. So I think even just coming around to that realization makes me feel insanely successful. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. And what is femininity for you? To me, um, I've I've thought long and hard about that one because I think femininity to me um, is kind of the power to, to cultivate, you know? So when I look at the women I admire professionally, I see builders and, and creators and they really cultivate what they want to see in the world and in themselves, especially. So when I think of feminine, I don't necessarily think of the classical things or, or, or abstract definitions that people conjure up. So no pink or high heels or elegance, but I think of people who, who make things grow and not like a gardener, you know, but they, they, they kind of create what they envision in a super collaborative way. And femininity to me is just super connected to that. Mm, interesting. And although your Instagram is very pink and very girly and like yeah. <laughs> all of that stuff. <laughs> yeah, because I, I really, um, I did, um, I, I went to school at a technical university and there I was like, okay, I cannot wear pink here because no one will take me seriously. And then when I was almost done with my studies, I'm going to be like, I, I was just like, well, screw this. I'm going to, I'm going to wear pink and like draw pink stuff. So I think it's kind of this, this, this counter reaction to the culture that I've experienced in this very male dominated environment. I'm really taking back my, my pink, you know, so I'm like, just draw pink all the time. And that's, she's taking back her pink. I love it. Taking back pink. It could be a Beyonce song. Just saying, Beyonce, you better call me, you know, you know, you, you know what I'd love to see more. And I like with my work with women where I'm guiding them into femininity, basically to have these women really embrace their femininity in male dominated environments. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't like the word male dominated, but in the way where they're, they're just simply by preference, there are more men, you know, yeah, just, just percentage wise. Right. So it's like when you say male dominated, it has a negative connotation where men, yeah. You know, men dominate it, whatever, but it's a simple, um, you know, preference thing. And, you know, there's this talk about, oh, why they're not women in tech, blah, blah. Well, the, the, the simple truth is like women don't like to be in tech, just the same thing in finance or, you know, I mean, this could be developed and everything, but it is what it is. And so yeah. I find it amazing, like with women, like, well, now you're taking the thing back, but I'd love to see a future where for women who choose to be in this, let's say, um, industries where there are more men and that when, when is, they're still rocking their quote-unquote femininity in the classical sense. Like if you want to yeah. wear pink and you want to work in industrial design or, uh, you know, technical or whatever, like you can. And yeah. so, yeah. Because when I'm talking about technical university, you know, it isn't as if I was walk, being walked or escorted into the lunch hall by a bunch of dudes wearing hoodies and sporting like machine guns it wasn't male dominated in that sense but it was the case that like i walked in an elevator and i felt uncomfortable because it was just dudes oh, guys, yeah. like when you walk the hallway and you have heels on and you're like oh no to self don't put heels on again because like it echoes through the building and like necks are just stretching to like see you walk by and, like especially if i wore like a, a pink color or something i felt like i was starring in a legally blonde movie and i'm i don't know like, of course you know reese witherspoon but yeah I'm, near, I'm not nearly as cute as she is so i don't pull that off you know so it's like mm. and just, i think uh, you are as cute as she is if you look at your instagram photos and everything <laughs> 
you're like this gorgeous blonde oh, um, you. you know I'm gonna, like, I'm gonna write that down in my in my phone uh, note app when I feel down I'm gonna be like Anna thinks I look like Reese Witherspoon I'm as cute <laughs> yeah and you should just listen to our podcast episode when it releases and uh, it's all it's all gonna be good this is your motivation for for a lifetime <laughs> just gonna have it on repeat like I'm my own little like cult you know <laughs> right so Anna tell me about because uh, I know you've you're talking about how so I'm always interested in creatives and interviewing artists especially the ones who are making money with their art because this is what you create um, and I know that you hate just like me the the term the starving artists right and and this oh, is yeah that you have kind of demolished and there was another girl I interviewed um uh Kat Coquillette yes do you know her do you know oh her? yeah I do I saw oh, she she has just such amazing stuff yeah yeah so and we were talking about it you know it's really interesting how how her journey through creativity was and how she was encouraged and now basically she earns passive income through her stuff which is amazing on like you know getting royalties from everything and so let's talk about this uh, business aspect and how were you able to actually make money out of your craft and what what is the journey you had to go through and did you have a support system or encouragement you know since you were a little girl and so tell me about that and and then, of course, the, the money and the business that you're doing now. Yeah. So um, when it comes to encouragement or the, the backstory bit, is the, the funny thing is a few years back, I took this class in college, which was about running a design consultancy. And it was a very good class. It taught me a lot about branding and strategy and all the good stuff. But when they asked in the beginning of the course, like, why are you in this course? I kind of said to the teacher, like, I don't necessarily see myself as an entrepreneur, <laughs> lol, hindsight, but um, I, I do think that these are skills that will come in handy whatsoever. And he was like, what if you don't want to be an entrepreneur? Why are you here at all? You can just like go. And I was like, no, I want to stay, you know, for the skills. And I think that has always been my attitude in life. And I'm just like, oh, that's an interesting skill. Oh, that's an interesting topic to learn about. Oh, can I do a free webinar about this topic? Great. So that was just my approach to just absorbing the, the topics and the, um, the skills that just piqued my interest. And then at one point in time, I got... I, was, I had been in the student project for a little bit and I got an email from someone asking, like, hey, I have business and I saw that you do design work and illustration work and could I maybe commission you to create something for my business and I think when I got that email I was like okay I would love to do that but I have no idea how having a business works so I started kind of researching it on the side and then talking to this potential client in the spare time and seeing if I could somehow make like uh like an agreement to sign and uh get uh like the all the the tax stuff in order and and do all kind all that kinds of good stuff and just read a lot about it and as soon as i signed my first client um that i had looked for basically i was in business and i kind of knew that i was going to do something with illustration and maybe something with design but that was just it and I was still in school at this time, so I just had um, no real financial pressure to figure it out. It was just a side thing that I was doing. I think my business is really one of those things that 
I mean, you could classify as a side hustle when it began, um, because I studied in technical university, so my background is in interaction design. Um, I also do uh, interaction design work uh, aside of my illustration business. What so, is, sorry, what is interaction design? So what it basically is is that if you, uh, for example, design a website or design a digital system, you have these different things that you need to take into account. You need to research the people that are going to be using it. You need to um, figure out maybe what kind of devices they are using and what, in what context they are using it and uh, what their um, what their so kind of like user UX like user experience yeah yeah uh-huh. yes okay so Got it. so that is the that's also um, my if you could say my main interests are user experience design and uh, illustration um, so I was I was I was doing that and and studying and I had a, a job as a UX designer and I just well, just like in little bits and pieces figured out what I wanted to do. And then I think maybe two years ago, things really started taking off. And then um, I decided like, okay, in my business, I'm going to focus only on illustrations and I'm going to do that um, two days a week. Uh, And I'm doing that now. So... Mm-hmm. And what are what are your primary income channels right now? Because I know you mentioned like book and illustration and branding and this and this and that. <laughs> but I'm yes. really curious, like, where's the money coming from? Like, what are your channels? How are you able to support yourself? I'm sorry, I'm going to have to uh, pause the interview super quick because my cat is doing something very naughty and I need to stop him. Wait a sec. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> what is he? What is the naughty thing he's doing? Yeah, I, I just had dinner and he's like on the on the kitchen counter like eating something so i have to to chase him away maybe we shouldn't even cut that off because you know the real life happens and cats cats it's the real life stuff yeah yeah i'm just gonna take off my headphones real quick be back (laughs) so listeners this is what happens when uh you know we're interviewing real women about real womanhood and real success and i'm just gonna keep talking until my guest arrives back I hope the cat hasn't died. Okay, I'm back. <laughs> I've just been telling everyone that I hope the cat hasn't died or, you know. No, it's fine. <laughs> okay. Unless curry rice is poisonous, but I don't think so. <laughs> uh, curry rice. Ooh, that's that's spicy. That's exotic. Yeah. <laughs> the boyfriend is a looker and a cooker, I tell you. Ooh, that's awesome. All right. Everybody wants that boyfriend, that kind of a boyfriend, not that boyfriend. Although you never know. All right. So uh, let's get back into it. So Anna, (laughs) tell me, what are some, well, not some, what are you making main income income channels right now, revenue streams? So most of my my income at this uh, point in time comes from my client work. Um, I uh, take uh, on several projects uh, every month. So most of the time when I'm working on stuff, that's what I'm working on. And what, and, what kind of client work do you do? Like, uh, So I do uh, brand illustrations. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, I create illustrations for websites and uh, magazines. Okay. But in some cases, also for lifestyle brands that have a, a cool product or something that they want illustrated prints for, then uh, I can also be hired to do that kind of good stuff. Um, and my, I think for my business, my second stream of income is my uh, my shop. So I sell um, my self-initiated work um, 
through uh, print-on-demand platforms, which are pretty cool. I think um, Kat also talked about that in her episode. So Yeah, like Society6. And so I know you have your yeah. shop on Society6 where we can go and buy, uh, you know, basically. So y- y- what you're doing is like Kat, you're basically commissioning your work um, and then you're getting royalties from it. You can buy like uh, iPhone cases and, you know, tote bags and pillows. Yeah, and- so I'm, I'm licensing some illustrations to platforms like Society6. But my biggest stream of, of income is custom work. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right, okay. So with me, it's, it's not so passive yet, but that's okay. Yeah. All right, cool. And uh, let's talk about uh, your book that you've written. So you've written yes. a book called, uh, let me see, Creative Work, uh, Creative Work Drive Hacks ebook. Yeah. So what, what is a creative work drive hack and how, how, why did you call it like that? What, what's yeah. a drive hack? And if you <laughs> share with us a couple of tips, because I'm definitely looking for a boost in creativity and productivity. Yeah. And creativity, by the way, you know, it's one of the, one of the chapters in my Rediscover Your Success um, program that I'm taking women through. And I, I tell everyone that, you know, for a woman, creativity is essential. And no matter what you do, in fact, and without it, it's where we're basically starving our souls. So yeah. I am I am on a mission to make creativity a daily habit, actually. And I've been doing it myself a lot. Where I I don't know if you're following my journey, but I've recently, you know, I'm rediscovering fashion design. I'm doing like doodling and zentangling and writing, and I'm just super. Once that became part of me, and I realized the power in it, I'm uh, you know everything transformed for me. So very interested and in some uh, you know boosts in creativity and productivity you can share with us. Yeah, so um, the the focus of my book, uh, it's it's titled Creative Work Drive Hacks because uh, it's about uh, creative approaches to uh, your work drive. And I chose the word word hacks because I really like the, for example, the articles about life hacks or, for example, the idea that, you know, hackers are like working really hard to maybe build something or break into something. And maybe like it sounds a little criminal, but it also sounds so I, I really like the word uh, hacks and um, basically the, the combination of work means that there are these quick ways that you can apply to your own individual um, work situation, whether you be self-employed or you have a desk job or maybe you have your own daily creative challenges that you are doing similar to you. I think you it sounds like you really found your like your, your own hacks to be more creative, so that's awesome. Um, and the, the goal of the book is basically to help people to really supercharge their work drive. Mm, awesome. So can you share with us some of your top three maybe favorite ones that everybody can hack their life and apply into their life today? Yeah, so the, one of the, the, the key points of the book is to, um, to really look closely at yourself and uh, evaluate and then construct uh, what I call a personal battle plan. And um, what that means is that it's basically you keep track of stuff that happens to you that makes you feel stressed or pressured or uncreative or uninspired. And they're kind of like these, these, these moments that happen and you're like, oh, this has happened to me before. I can't believe I fell for this again. What do I need to do to not have to deal with this anymore? How can I make it go away as fast as possible? And the, the personal battle plan is kind of this, um, this way that I've developed for myself through the years that I think will really help other people to 
um, to make their um, to make their 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 creative life a little bit easier. So that's one of the key things that I um, I'm talking about in my book. So what what does that look like for you? The personal battle plan. What do you do? Do you mind sharing yours with us? So, for example, uh, my personal battle plan is uh, a list that I keep in an Excel file where I write down in different categories. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a real big Excel nerd here. But uh, I write down in different categories like, oh, um, for example, I get super stressed when um, like a client that I've been talking to that I from the start felt like wouldn't like get along so well with is being difficult. I have like this list of ideas that I could use to, um, to transform that behavior. So uh, it's like, it's like, uh, like troubleshooting, you know, it's like this happened. Okay. You need to try this, 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 and that will probably solve it. And that's my, my personal battle plan. That's an example of something that I, that does happen to me from time and time again. Uh, but because I have constructed and listed these ways that I figured out work well for me, I can just open it and be like, oh, I don't know what to do. Okay, so I have this this cohesive list uh, that I am really consciously thinking about. And then in probably the future, it will happen le- uh, more, like less often. Less often, yeah. And that's really the goal because it can be good to have kind of um, a guideline for yourself. Mm-hmm. And so, when you have a difficult situation with a client, what is your list on? <laughs> oh yeah, I have, a, I have a bunch of different uh, things that I do. So, um, so you know, it can either be I do things uh, for me to make myself feel like relaxed and and like my having my head feel clear and just being. Um, being well-spoken, you know, and on the other hand, uh, it's uh, ways that I can communicate with uh, my client in a productive way. So one of my hacks for dealing with a client that's difficult is sometimes when you open an email and someone says something really weird or a little disrespectful maybe, or you interpret it in a weird way, it it can come across so weird because email and, and digital communications can be really confusing, you know? So what I discovered for myself that really works is when I read an email and I get pissed off when I read it, I just close it. And then the next day I try it again. It, it sounds super stupid, but I found that that works for me because if I email back straight away, I'm, I'm probably too emotional and I would probably handle it in a completely different way if I've had some time to think about it. So that's one way. And uh, what I also do is um, I have a bunch of like uh, standard responses to questions that uh are that clients ask or future clients or or potential clients ask that are unproductive such as oh i don't i i can't afford your rate can you maybe work for free or something i have this like auto reply that i can customize just a little bit but it means i have to spend less time uh crafting a super personal response because it's in the end it's always good to to communicate in a friendly manner, but it's not going to amount to anything. So I have this reply that I can use, and then I could just go on with my day and not feel like shit. You know, that's. A- mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So basically, I've heard this before. Like having this list for for when shit goes wrong, because when when it does go wrong, you don't know what to do, and you're getting into this like 
almost emotional spiral and uh, you know it could yeah. shut you down for a couple of days so I like that and so with the book who is this book really for and if you do you mind sharing with us maybe like two more tips that you talk uh, in the book as well um, yeah so the the book is really for uh, I think it's um, it's mainly for women but that's mainly because I work with a lot of creative women mm-hmm. and I aspire to make the world uh, a better place for creative women it's my it's my hippy dippy goal you know in life mm-hmm. um, and uh, so it's really for them it's like for the girls that are maybe they're still in school and they're dreaming about doing something amazing but they don't know where to start and they want to cultivate their creativity in uh, in a unique way but they don't want to buy like a book that you have to pay like shipping on and a book that they can read on their phone if they want and that's really why I didn't need an ebook because I really believe that I want to deliver something straight to uh, my target audience you know like no no publishers in between no nothing just just me and them and my websites. And um, I think one of the, the tips that I would like to share with maybe uh, uh, potential readers or uh, really just your audience in general is that um, it's really uh, good to realize that if you are um, if you're procrastinating or if you are feeling super overwhelmed, that um, and it's something that I only learned myself uh, just maybe a year ago or something, but that really takes uh, up a, lot, a big part of my book, is that there are actually two types of perfectionists. And when I realized this, I was like, oh, so maybe after all, I am a perfectionist because I wasn't sure that I was. Because um, you can either be a perfectionist that just keeps on working and working and working until it's perfect and their pitfall is that they work too hard and they get burned out and they can never finish something because they always keep adding and and, and crafting it and then on the other hand there's the perfectionists that want to do so good that they get just so overwhelmed and they can't start and um in my book i talk about how to kind of figure out which of those that you are and uh, how to deal with certain situations if you are either of these types Mm, that's really interesting yeah so i think one of the one of the, the 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 challenges that i would like to pose for the the listeners is maybe you can think to yourself which one of these that you are and um, if you have um, ways that it, that limits your creativity, because I think kind of everyone deals with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Cool. And l- let me ask you one more question about the business and then um, you being the artist. Uh, and normally, you know, I don't talk about business, but I find, again, the combination of you being an artist and really making a living out of your art and an amazing combination. And do you find it hard to combine the business uh, savviness um, and, and doing your art at the same time? Uh, you know, because I, I sometimes struggle with that, being the creator and being like the, the coach or the mentor and actually producing content, doing the work. Like I love sitting here with you and talking about this or like coaching women, whatever. But then when it comes to the business stuff, it's a completely different skill set, you know? And yeah. so combining that in a way that is productive, that is strategic, like how do you do that? What are the systems that you've built for yourself or maybe, you know, you've taken courses or whatever, like what is your way of really keeping yourself on track and building a business, but also creating the art and doing the work that you want to do? Yeah. So I think my, uh, my own personal, um, stroke of luck in that is that I am very good at, 
um, just on my own acquiring knowledge um, and uh, transforming that into new skills. So before I started my business, I knew nothing about doing admin. I knew nothing about um, how web shops worked. I mean, I did. I do work in UX, so I know how to uh, create a, uh, and research a website that works well for a specific type of audience. But I never really thought that I could connect that in such a way. So with me, the the business sense and the different skills that I need to run the creative business, the the the, the foundation for all that like the, the 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 financial side the technical side the, the the being an artist side it was kind of already there so cultivating all of those different aspects of me wasn't too difficult but what i do still to this day struggle with is that sometimes um it kind of takes the romance out of the art you know so mm-hmm. before we were talking about how uh it's really not cute anymore to claim that you're a starving artist because i really believe that we live in a time where it's easier than ever to transform your creative abilities into a paycheck at the end of every month sure it's hard and you might have to work at it for several years like i have uh, also but it's still it's 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 easier than ever and um what i think is that for me i sometimes need to forget that i'm doing this professionally and just be like a child and have fun with it mm, so the element of play needs to always be present or you have yes, to go definitely. back to it yeah and and for sure the element of play is is everywhere in your instagram and you know your illustrations are I don't even know how to describe the style. I guess they remind me a little bit of, you know, uh, have you have you chewed these gums when you were little like Love Is? Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was this girl and a boy and you really have this really, you know, playful style and uh, like girly playful. And that's why I think I approached you because I was like, ah, oh, she could she could probably create something really cool for girl skill, you know, which might still happen. So we'll see. Um, Awesome. So Anna, let's talk about some of the challenges that you mentioned in the beginning. You said self-doubt. And, you know, I find like I'm coming to the conclusion that every single artist um, or or basically a creative, a creator, a creative entrepreneur, any any sort of a creator, pretty much everyone has self-doubt. And it's something that, it's like if you don't have self-doubt, then you're almost not human or you've come to, um, you know, you've com- come to some sort of a system or whatever that you, you know, yeah. deal no, with. I, I think then you're, you're either a psychopath or a big fat fucking liar. It's like there's no... Uh, <laughs> there's no in between. <laughs> yeah, so... so, so no, but, but to be honest with you, like interviewing, right? So you are right now my 60-second girl that I interview on the podcast. And for me... <laughs> That has whoop, whoop, has become, um, you know, pretty much, uh, I, I don't say I mastered it. There's obviously room to grow. But for me, I don't have many self-doubts already. Unless, you know, like uh, I get like Mary Forleo on the podcast or like Daniel Laporte or Hillary yeah, yeah, Clinton, yeah. for example, then I would like totally faint or whatever. But, you yes. know, interviewing uh, entrepreneurs like you and creative women and like just women talking about femininity, I feel pretty comfortable. So I think it really depends on how many times you do it and whether you've got some sort of a system or a process. But I, I find it amazing that, you know, 
people like you mention self-doubt after years and years of doing client work and obviously mastering their Instagram account and getting all these likes and comments. And so what is the self-doubt really about? And, and if you can give me an example or a story of like just what happened recently, if you want to talk about the last two weeks that you mentioned, that would be cool as well. Yeah. Yeah. So for me, um, I think uh, one of the, the blessings of Instagram is that you have this ability to really contact everyone and talk to everyone and see see how what kind of amazing work other people are doing but it also just pushes like it pushes beauty in your face all the time all the time and it's all these different people with different mm-hmm. styles and different stories and I followed so many artists and illustrators online just because you know it's my it's my field of work I think I have an, an an, uh, an obligation to be kind of aware what the industry trends are and what's happening, what people are talking about. And I think that's great. But then I realized a few weeks ago that it wasn't really making me happy. And I was kind of missing the point with following all these people um, because it was kind of like this thing that I thought I had to do. And I realized it didn't make me happy and it really made me doubt myself because the um, the stupid thing about seeing other people's social media and admiring it and then comparing it to yourself and realizing that you're not there yet, it's, it's like you're, you know, the, I think it's this quote like, don't compare your situation to someone else's highlight reel. I don't know who that quote is by, but that's really how I felt. And also I was comparing myself to these people that are maybe having an illustration career of maybe 10 plus years. And, you know, I am almost 25, so it's not really a realistic comparison. And when it comes to self-doubt, I think that was definitely what set me into a little bit of, you know, a, a rougher moment because I really had to figure out like oh I feel like whenever I put something something on paper it's not good enough but who do I think this is not good enough for is it not good enough for me not good enough for my audience is it not good enough for the people that I look up to and I realized that I was afraid that the people that I look up to will think that I am nothing you know and that's what really made me realize that I had to break this, this, this spiral that I was in. So what I then did was I reached out to the artists that I really admire. I picked five and I reached out to all of them. Uh, and I asked them like, Hey, um, even if you don't have time for this, it's fine. But could you maybe look at my feed and tell me, maybe something that you like about it and uh, something that you would improve if you were me. And I was just flabbergasted with the amount of responses that I got because I asked five people, but out of those five, three of them replied. And then I realized, oh, I could do this with just more people. And I just started engaging with the people that I really admired, even if they maybe had just 200 followers uh, which is not even that little. I mean, if you have 200 people that are true fans, that is amazing, you know? And um, that was really when I realized, like, okay, I have been worried for nothing. And it was just purely because of my own vanity, because of my own lack of uh, of openness with the people that I really admire and my own lack of 
reflection because I'm doing really good. And if I would, I was afraid that if I would show vulnerability to my followers, then they would not like me anymore. So the the last few weeks, I started talking more and more about uh, self doubt and, and and kicking that whole thing in the butt. And people have been so nice about it, and and also opening opening up about their experiences with it. So that's that's at this point in time, my thoughts about self doubt and how I broke um, broke out of that moment. That is really interesting what what you're sharing. And so just to be clear, and you actually have from March 27th, uh, which is almost a month ago, you posted this quote, admire someone else's beauty without questioning your own. Which oh, yeah. I'm, guessing is, I'm guessing that uh, you were in the in the whole journey. So just to be to be clear, you've messaged people that you admire and kind of you've you've compared yourself to. And what did you feel that your like in, specifically your Instagram feed wasn't good enough? Your illustrations weren't good enough, and and were you asking for feedback on the illustrations or on the actual feed? How you're designing it, and or or what? I'm gonna I'm gonna open my phone and see if I can find this specific question that I asked because I sent it to a bunch yeah, of Yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it if you read it to us. I, I think, and while, while you're uh, looking for it, I, I find it incredible. That's an incredible hack because we all go through that. And, you know, while you were talking, I was like, oh my God, you know, I, so I would be the person who would look at your feed and be like, holy shit, this girl is amazing. But then I would say, okay, okay, she's an artist. Like I always say, oh, you know, if she's an artist, she's better than me at this. So I, I accept this. But then I look <laughs> at other, others, you know, like in my niche or like women who work with other women and I see all these amazing photos. It's like, oh my God, like I'm such a failure. I don't know how to do this. This is overwhelming, blah, blah. And then if I do, for example, for everyone listening, what you did is brilliant. You kind of overcame it. You faced it. You welcome it. And you say, you know what? I'm just going to message these people and say, hey, I really like what you're doing. Give me feedback if you, you know, even if you don't have time. So we're going to listen to your message now. But I feel like all of us should just do that and message these people. And yeah, because, because most of the time, you know, the people of, I mean, of course, a lot of people who are maybe really famous, they don't have time to check all their Instagram uh, DMs. But something that I also started doing, for example, whenever I met someone that I thought, oh, you're inspiring. I wish that maybe I could have a coffee with you someday or maybe I could talk to you a little bit more. I just add them on LinkedIn. And if they decline, you know, that's fine. That's understandable. But if you have them, then, you know, they will see stuff that you do. And it's, it's kind of this way to that, that is super interesting about the Internet is it gives you a super... Uh, friendly means to get your foot in the door because just following someone is a way to just keep track of what they're doing and you can just kind of jump in all, all the time and kind of build on that relationship a little bit and that's so interesting to me in the meantime I found the message that I sent uh, by the way um, I asked this person I, I was like oh, yeah I just want to hit you up about this and that blah blah uh, so if you're open to to answer my question, here it is. Uh, what is one thing you think I need to work on? So I didn't specifically ask about Instagram or about, about nothing, but it's just a little bit of an open question. But just like, what do I need to work on? You know, like what? And I also framed it like that because I thought, you know, it shouldn't be like what is bad or whatever. Because the, the sense that you need to work on something doesn't necessarily mean 
that it's bad. It's just something that they think is interesting to you. And because of their, their experience, they probably look at me and they see someone that has been, that is now at a point that they have been at at some point in time. So, um, so what were some of the replies you got? That's really um, interesting. <laughs> yeah. So there's this one lady that replied, uh, maybe you could uh, try to fo- to show some more behind the scenes or maybe some, some work process mm-hmm. things. Mm-hmm. Um, and she said, no, I also struggle with this, so I'm not perfect either. But uh, furthermore, I want to point out that your feed is pretty much perfect and it's super creative and um, you're much better at writing the captions than I am. So I really don't know what else to say to you. <laughs> and this other woman that I messaged pointed out that she liked that during my process as a creative I started working more with uh, background colors because that gave me more flexibility and more more room to experiment and I totally agree with that and I think there was also someone that replied that I needed to work on my self-esteem and that sounds pretty harsh but uh, he didn't mean it at all like that but he was like like why are you doubting yourself because it's not necessary yeah. you're yeah. doing great and you know so the, the, it's it's and I was just like I remember sitting sitting on the couch and getting these messages and I was just showing them to my boyfriend like oh my god look this person is replying it's insane they're so good and they take the time to reply to me but you know on the other hand that person is also probably like oh this person is asking for my opinion mm-hmm. who knew people cared about my opinion that's so interesting so it's kind of this yeah Yeah, as I said, like this, thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate it because I think, you know, I, so I would look at your feed and be like, holy shit, like I am, I'm a failure on Instagram. And then you, you look at other people's profiles and you think the same exact thing. And so I bet that they also have someone who they're like, holy shit, you know? So there's always someone to compare yourself with. And the more you grow... this endless ladder of comparison. It's really uh, just thinking right. about it. But I, yeah. I love the approach that you're taking in, in terms of, you know, someone's doing better than you instead of, and I and I get into the spirals as well. Oh, you know, like the blah, blah. Instead of like uh, looking at this and, and kind of judging yourself and why am I not there, blah, blah, but like, what can I learn from this person? Maybe even reaching out, like what you did was brilliant because you reached out and said, hey, what can I work on? Would you mind sharing with me some tips or whatever, you know, and that builds a personal connection and then and who knows, you know, like that's how I got like my mentor, for example. I really admired yeah. her and I messaged her and, you know, she believes in me and my talent and everything. And then it's great. That's so amazing. let's talk about your feed because <laughs> I know that there are women in, in, the, in the audience who, okay, everybody just goes, go to Len, uh, Anna Lena Illustrations and then follow this girl because like what you're doing, and I know you're an artist, so I couldn't, I mean, I probably could learn how to do this. But basically what you're doing is, I mean, I don't know. So tell us, I don't know how much time you spend with this, but basically every single photo, uh, like obviously there's a strategy, a visual strategy. I don't know how you plan your captions or whatever. I don't know how you do the work, but also, you know, you design it as a canvas for, I guess, like nine pictures at a time or six at a time. And then you cut them out and then you post. I'm like, what? Like, how does she have time to do all of that? That's crazy. And besides, you know, I'm not sure. Are you getting clients from Instagram now as well? So it's just like... I'm pretty sure I get maybe 99% of my clients come through Instagram. So that's really interesting. 
So that's also why, because I started noticing this trend of like, everyone was like, hey, I found you on Instagram. This and that. I was like, hmm, I should really make my Instagram like my, like if I had a, like a physical store, it should be my, my window display. It should be like people can go through it and see like, oh, this is all the stuff she has. This is kind of the, the message that she's spreading. And um, if I go into the store, I would probably feel this and this, and I wouldn't get ripped off. Because that's also a really interesting thing. If you look at a window display, you want to see if you can afford it, you know? And, and I think um, what I did with my Instagram feed was really look at how can I, um, how can I address a specific, my specific uh, target audience? So how can, can I make something that I like and that uh, my future uh, potential clients or uh, shoppers uh, will like? Uh, and how can I make it a little more creative than what anyone else is doing? Like, how can I think outside of the three by three grid of like pictures? Oh, the of grid. Oh, the my grid. God. The grid. <laughs> It's gonna oh, mess up my grid. I can't do that. It's gonna mess up my grid. <laughs> I found mess up my grid. I like, my. I was like, oh my god. No, but um, you know, I got really tired of the whole Instagram thing where everyone was like, I'm going to take pictures of my latte and of my ridiculously skinny legs because that's everything everyone wants to see. I'm like, I'm gonna show a picture of myself looking just a little bit weird, but I'm wearing a pink tutu, so it's fine. People will get the message, and, and you know that's. And with my, with how I construct uh, the, because it's, I think it's called officially a puzzle feed, uh, mm -hmm. this thing. At least I didn't know it was called that. I was uh, featured in a bunch of articles about puzzle feed. So I was like, mm -hmm. I guess it's called puzzle feed. But um, how I do it is basically I uh, treat the, the grid that I'm making like, um, like a Jackson Pollock canvas so i just have a bunch of pictures that i have that i want to share with people i have a bunch of new illustrations maybe I have some stuff i have not posted in a while but want to bring to people's attention again and i have my stuff that i've been working on or working through such as the self-doubt and i look up quotes or i come up with quotes that i think people like and i just splatter it all over my adobe illustrator program and that's basically how I construct my Instagram feed. And then I, I uh, save the images, so it chops them up into the little squares. And I load how it. How many you do at a time? It depends. I think at one point I have done 20 at a time because wow. I knew I was going to be really busy for a while. But recently I've also started posting a little less to Instagram. Before I posted every day and it really became tiresome. And I fell a little bit out of love. So now I'm may maybe posting you know, twice a week at most, sometimes more. But that maybe that made me fall in love with it back again. So, mm. so just just uh, so let me summarize this because I think because I worked a little bit with Photoshop and a little bit with Adobe uh, Illustrator, so I can mm -hmm. imagine it. But I think the audience is like, "What the hell is she talking about?" So basically, you open up like a big canvas. So imagine like a big sheet on the screen, you know, and it's and it's big, and then you kind yeah. of start slapping uh, like you know just copying and pasting or dragging in some of the photos that you've been doing. So, you know, photos of yourself I see are here, photos of you just creating or drawing. Yeah, it's like making a, making a collage, Yeah. except I'm doing it uh, on the computer. And then afterwards, my computer makes like this karate chop out of it of maybe like three by three squares. 
And um, then when I uh, put it into Instagram in the right order, because also sometimes I mess it up and then it's like disconnected. I'm like, ah, I have to delete this. Yeah. But, um, that's basically how it works. It's like this collage that I cut in uh, to um, squares so it fits in the Instagram grid. I love it. It's, it's, it's such a creative, it's such a playful, creative way. And then do you do it every week? You kind of sit down and say, okay, let me plan it for the next week or for the next two weeks. Or how do you do that? No, I think uh, at one point I maybe did it once every two, two and a half weeks. Mm -hmm. You know, the one time where I made 20, I was like, I'm done for a month. This is great. <laughs> that doesn't happen all the time. I don't have always have that much content. But yeah. back then I had like a photo shoot and it was like super productive, so much new work. And now I'm doing so much client work that I can't always show on my feed. So sometimes I'm like, oh, I need to post something. So I think two weeks ago I made nine new posts and i'm posts and i'm almost done posting those now so i really should get to creating new uh, new posts soon mm -hmm. love it and what about the captions so do you kind of when you post them on the day do you kind of because uh, obviously if this is done it has to be related to something um you know or like you have a quote or whatever or do you do it like on a daily basis inspiration or do you plan your captions Hmm. Yeah, so mostly I do try to come up with something when I am creating the, the visuals. So I'm like, okay, so the theme of this point in time is going to be this and this and this, or I want to focus on promoting my book, or I want to focus on promoting this, this, new, this new line that I have in my shop. Uh, and then uh, most of the time I will focus on writing every day just a creativity tip, tip that I thought of. So um, my captions uh, that you uh, see with each post really corresponded to how I felt that day. And I decided to do that because I also sometimes want to show people that sometimes I feel like sitting down and having a chat and really writing a longer caption. Mm -hmm. And some other times I just want to say, hey, y'all, have a good weekend. I'm having a beer. Goodbye. You know? That's <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm just thinking, you know, when we release this episode, because I have these special like episode covers with the, with the little uh, triangles and they're usually like pink, blue, gray. And I was like, oh, my God, how is she going to share that? Is it going to fit her grid? I don't know. Oh, I'm starting <laughs> to get all stressed. <laughs> I'll, I'll put it on my stories. No, 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 like I get stressed out about my grid all the time. Don't worry. I have to steal it. No, I think it'll be fine. Yeah, I'll figure okay. it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. Okay, cool. So I have a couple of uh, small questions, kind of fun questions about you that I know uh, before we get into the beloved tools and resources section. So what is, Anna, what is your obsession with uh, motorcycles? What's up with the motorcycles and you? Oh, yeah. I don't know. I just like stuff on wheels. I don't know why. Do you own one? Do you ride one? No, but I have a dream. You know, I need, I need one of my own someday. But it's also really dangerous, so I need to think about it. And they slurp up the money the same way that they slurp up the gasoline. But you know, I uh, the the thing that kind of kickstarted my interest in motorcycles is this student project that I did, and uh, when I was doing my bachelor's, um, and it was uh, to design uh, an electric uh, touring motorcycle. It was a super cool project. I really did a lot of creative work in that team and uh, I was basically like the only, the only designer in there and I was really just upping my creative game with all that but on the other hand I also got acquainted with all these types of cool motorcycles so now whenever someone on a motorcycle drives by I'm like 
oh, that's a, that's a this motorcycle from that type from that year, you know. So it's kind of. <laughs> so I can't wait for you uh, for an actual photo of you and a motorcycle. You can start with a motorbike. Have you ever ridden a motorbike? Uh, on the back. <laughs> okay, all right. It's not that scary or or whatever. I haven't ridden a motorcycle because I also have a bit of a fear, and I obviously don't know how to ride it. But oh, yeah. a motorbike is like easy. I am. I'm like not afraid at all. I remember one time I was on a camping trip with a bunch of friends and then one male friend offered to drive me to the station because I had to leave a little sooner. And we were driving through, I think it was like the, the, the French countryside and I fell asleep on the back of his motorcycle, but he was like pretty broad shouldered. So I just snoozed up against his shoulder. And then at one point I told like, we stopped somewhere and I was like, yeah, um, I felt almost like I, I think I fell asleep on the back of your motorcycle. Like, and he was like, "You should, you really should do that," you know. <laughs> so that was a bit dumb. But I yeah, that that happened to me as well, actually. And yeah, really? that's not that's not a good idea. Yeah, because we were tired, and he was, you know, my husband. He was riding. We were riding for hours, and I'm like, "Yeah, okay, whatever. This is boring. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna take a snooze here." <laughs> Yeah, so, this is dumb. All <laughs> right. Dumb. Yeah. Next question. What is the obsession with, uh, you know, junk food? So you have all these like little illustrations with croissants and, uh, you know, French fries and cakes yeah. and hot dogs and, and you know, weird <laughs> pancakes and stuff like that. And I'm like, we're in the age of like healthy, healthy food and, uh, you know, promoting this like eco lifestyle, whatever. And here's this girl yeah, who's, yeah. who's doing amazing illustrations of this like junk food. I'm like, what is that about? <laughs> yeah, it's actually, it, it kind of began when I was commuting to uh, my previous uh, job a lot and I was going back and forth on the train and I always have my sketchbook with me. And often in the Netherlands when you're on the train and it's like after work hours, everyone's going home, it's super busy. And in, in the Netherlands, we are really addicted to all kinds of fried uh, snacks and uh, like uh, the, the Belgian type uh, thicker fries with mayo. That's really like a Dutch thing. And I would sit every day next to people eating junk food. And I was just like, oh, I can't buy junk food because I'm still like recovering from being poor as a student and I need to save up money and I'm going home to have dinner so I can't afford to eat two dinners everyone I'm so hungry so I just decided to doodle food and all the food that I could think of was just fries 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 so that's really how my fry fetish kind of started yeah. and croissants I still have a thing for but the thing is people always think that I eat super unhealthy because I eat <laughs> junk food but I'm actually I eat really healthy so it's one of my main philosophies that if you're creative you need to eat well and sleep well and work out because you're like an athlete and you're going to get ready to pump up the cool work and if you're like hungover you're probably not going to draw awesome stuff so I don't know it's it's my it's my vision I maybe people have a different experience but for me I cannot do anything when I'm hungover or tired so yeah Okay, well, that, that it was just a curiosity I had about your feet. So, Anna, awesome! Yeah, Thank you so much for. I'm not, I'm not fat. I'm not fat. <laughs> okay, well, good, good to know. Yeah, it doesn't look yeah. like you are <laughs> from Thank your you. uh, from your feet. All right, so let's get into the tools and resources section, Anna. I'm very curious what you have prepared for us today. 
It's time for tools and resources on Girl Skill. So let's start with some of the apps or the programs that you're using in your daily life and business or creativity or your personal life that kind of keep you productive and happy. Uh, yeah, so I, uh, I am obsessed with making lists. Um, I keep uh, a journal and I do uh, bullet journaling, but that's mainly for fun. It's not for my business. It's just because I, I always have these things. I'm like, oh, I want to buy that kind of dress or I would be, you know, super elegant if I wore this, but I have no time to figure out if that fits my style. And I write it down in my bullet journal. It's kind of my, like my vision booklet just for myself. Um, and I use Asana. Uh, it's like the, the, the planning program uh, for business. And I use uh, Wunderlist, which is a simpler version of a list app. Uh, and I use that for like my, my groceries and my uh, cleaning chores and uh, stuff that I want to buy for our apartment with my boyfriend. Uh, so I am all about lists. Mm-hmm. Um, Furthermore, uh, as is probably not a surprise to people here, I am a full-blown Instagram addict. I am on Instagram way too much, just scrolling and checking out people's stories. And I love watching uh, art videos on Instagram. But uh, I also use uh, Skillshare for that. So that's really my two main inspiration tools. Mm. Actually, uh, Kat has some awesome Skillshare tools, uh, uh, courses. I can really recommend it to anyone who just wants to up their Photoshop game. She just is so well-spoken. It's a, it's really a good resource. <laughs> Love it. Uh, all right, let's move on to some of the people you follow uh, that for inspiration, especially the Instagrammers. <laughs> Instagram. Yeah, so uh, I love... Uh, this girl called uh, Ellie K Design. Uh, she's doing super cool um, line art uh, illustrations. Uh, I think mainly of flowers, uh, but also some more human elements. And she does a lot of hand lettering. And I really admire people who have beautiful handwriting and who can really master the whole pen and ink thing. I think that, that's just the coolest. Mm-hmm. She has a very minimalist aesthetic. It's very different from mine, which is a bit, you know, it's almost hysterical. It's very, very colorful. It's like, well, your face is it's a really minimalist style. And I, I really like that. Um, furthermore, I have been following the blog, uh, A Beautiful Mess, for years and years and years. But probably a lot of people here know it because they, at least to me, are like the blog of blogs. And I really like their home DIY projects, even though I don't do a lot of them. I really like looking at them. Um, And uh, I also follow uh, this woman on Instagram and on her blog, who is called uh, Gala Darling. Uh, And she's doing this really amazing self-love focused um, blog and uh, lifestyle thing. And she makes uh, workouts and she has just email newsletter service it's like love letters that she sends you it's just beautiful you know what's funny um i have interviewed this morning a girl in bali we talked about sensuality and she has this um do you know what the the force theme oh sorry 
the photo no. forest. Uh, well, anyways, Gala Darling is uh, the woman who she's also recommended, and I've never really? heard of them. And it's amazing how, like, in two days, my two interviews recommend the same person. That's a sign. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, she's the cool. She has this, like, Cleopatra aesthetic, but, like, yeah. with a little sprinkle of, like, witch and pink, and it's just, ah, it's cool. Oh, love it. I'm going to message her to interview her on the podcast. We'll yeah, see. you should. I would listen the crap out of that. That would be ah. so great. Awesome. Do you have any other people or should we move on to books? Um, I really love um, uh, this uh, this girl that I'm talking to a little bit now on Instagram from time to time. She's a, a painter um, and she's called Gabriella Rossi. And I actually got to know her because uh, she did a bunch of work for Gala Darling for her, um, I think it was like a self-love book thing. Uh, and she did some uh, some little paintings for that. And she has this really sensual style. Just, just like, whereas my style is very like playful and, um, and, and flowy, her style is more, it's like for badass women. So it's really, uh, it's really interesting uh art that she's making and she's a wonderful person at that so if you're gonna follow someone it should be these people mm, love it okay let's move on to the books that you can recommend to us uh yeah so i'm currently reading a book called uh your inner critic is a dick <laughs> guess why you know uh it's by danielle Chrysa, Chrysa. i don't know i've never heard anyone pronounce her name so that's the that's the book uh, and it's it's a really cool book with a lot of cool illustrations, and it's really talking about a lot of topics that I also addressed in this podcast. Because uh, I bought it because I had like a, a coupon for a bookstore, and I was like, okay, what is one thing I want to work on right now? It's like, okay, overcoming my self doubt. And then I saw this book called Your Inner Critic Is a Dick, and I was like, that's my book. So that's why I bought it, and I'm really liking it so far. Um, furthermore, I also really like the book that's called Don't Read This Book by uh, Donald Ross, and it's about um, uh, it's about time management for creatives. Um, hence why it's called Don't Read This Book, because you shouldn't be reading books if you want to be productive. Um, mm-hmm. But it's this really cool approach to, to being creative and also being productive. And uh, he's talking about the to-don't uh, list, which I found a very funny spin on the to-do list, so that's good. And um, last but not least, um, there was a book that really helped me figure out how I should start my art business uh, and what I shouldn't do also. And the book is called Work for Money, Design for Love. And it's by David Airy, who has uh, a very popular uh, design blog also. And it's a book that really helps um, creatives address all kinds of questions that you may have about running a creative practice. It's very practical, but it's also really about self-development and uh, kind of finding your own thing. Love it. Um, all right, Anna, thank you so much for recommending all of this. I'm definitely going to check it out and all of everyone that you're describing in all the books and everything. It's just been incredible. Thank you so much for coming up and uh, for your time, for your wisdom, for your tips. It's been amazing. I wish you good luck and uh, highly, highly recommend everybody listening to check out um, Anna's Instagram and her shop and her books and everything. And Anna, tell us where can uh, listeners find more about you and follow you? Uh, you can find my website on uh, analena.nl 
Um, you can otherwise find me as Annalena Illustrations on almost anything. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. I'm uh, about to, to post my first video, uh, which is about uh, how to be more creative. Uh, so it's a little bit of a free sneak peek of what you can expect from my book. So, um, so that's something I'm doing. Uh, and furthermore, I mostly hang out on Instagram. So when you're in doubt, just find me on Instagram. Love it. All right, Anam, thank you so much. And uh, we'll keep in touch. You're welcome. We will. So that was it for this episode with Anna Lena, episode 60. Whoop, whoop. We should like celebrate episode 60 of Girl Skill Podcast. I've talked by now to like 67 women about female success and, uh, you know, femininity and all of that stuff, which is bloody amazing. Um, so anyways, if you took some valuable lessons from this podcast, please, again, charge your karmic energy as usual, share it with a girlfriend and send her to girlskill.com slash 60. You know, if your girlfriend is highly creative and is looking for you know extra income or turn her side hustle of creativity into a business if she struggles with self-doubt like all of us and like making sure her instagram feed is like perfect and whatever just uh send her to this episode because it's truly truly great for anyone who's creative and even non non-creatives for sure because we all deal with that or instead you can also leave a review just a reminder that i'm highly highly um, focus now on getting more and more reviews and ratings for the Girl Skill podcast. So please, you can either charge your karmic energy by sharing this episode or leaving a review. And uh, all of the resources and links and descriptions to this episode will also be at girlskill.com slash 60. All right, my girls, uh, have an awesome week running with the wolves, listening to the podcast, staying awesome, productive and fulfilled. And of course, feminine. And I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in to Girl Skill. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcatcher to never miss an episode. And never forget that your version of success is uniquely yours to live and experience. Until next time, let's continue redefining female success together. Girlskill.com. Female success redefined.